I'm your host, Q Morgan, and you're listening to Modern Healing, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your own mental space in more ways than one. On this episode, we're sharing the journey of wellness and just how much this modern word has ancient roots. Come on, let's go for a ride. When it comes to wellness, I'm learning to be loud with the things that I personally think are important. I've learned that how your life feels is much more important than how it looks. You see, wellness for me is the new luxury. The concept of wellness as a luxury, trust me, it's about more than protein shakes and being fit. You'll be amazed at what you attract after you start believing in what you deserve. You see, wellness is a mindset. It's about feeling happy. It's about feeling present. It's about living a life that promotes wellness. And wellness, it's multidimensional. In fact, there are seven dimensions to wellness. Number one, being social wellness which is all about your community. Number two, emotional wellness. This is all about your mental space. Three, spiritual wellness. It's about your inner peace and your connection to God. Four, environmental wellness. This is about our environment, our world. Occupational wellness is coming in at number five which focuses all on workplace happiness. And then you have intellectual wellness, which is all about your creativity. And lastly, physical wellness, which is all about the proper care that you give your body. These are the seven dimensions of wellness. And I've got a question for you. What place in your life don't you feel well? What place in your life do you feel like maybe I'm not taking my wellness as seriously as I should? You see, these are the questions I often ask myself, followed by, what are you going to do about it? You know, it's crazy. One day I was scrolling on YouTube, just trying to find something to calm my anxiety from work. And to be honest, my worry from life and, and loneliness I mean, I had moved from Detroit to California and I left by myself and I felt by myself. And I came across this video titled, I Know How You Feel, You Need to Watch This, by Melanie Santos. And after watching the video and listening to the words that she shared, I was reminded that the middle may be messy, But to be honest, it's where all the magic happens. I experienced a level of magic from watching that video. And listening to that audible experience just made me realize that I could take deep breaths. 
And that even though things didn't feel okay, that things had the potential to be okay. And that even in the midst of it all, it's okay to not be okay. I want you to experience what I experience. I want you to experience the video that I watch. Here's a little bit of that video. Please take a deep breath in. And breathe out. We are all mourning lost in some way. Loss of freedom, loss of routine, loss of jobs, loss of life, and loss of understanding. I want you to think back to the end of 2019 and think about where you were then. Think about who you were and think about what you wanted to change, what you were uncomfortable with, and what did you want to leave there. Think about everything that you've experienced in the last couple of months. How is what you're experiencing right now asking you to show up for what you told the universe that you wanted? I didn't realize that until we were doing the meditation that I am living my intention. This is the perfect opportunity for me to practice that and that was really powerful for me. I feel like it's really important for us to focus on energy, not on the fear and the negativity that is all around us at this time, but more so just releasing it and choosing to see the opportunities for conscious action. How I am trying to heal and protect right now is through food. Food is medicine, mama, is medicine. And I think in a time that we're isolated, it's so important, like food reminds me how much more we are the same than we are different. In order for you to define yourself as limitless, you have to feel limited first. Like in order for me to see beauty in a situation, something really ugly has to come my way. There is no end point to this journey. I'm never gonna hit this wall where I'm like, oh my God, I made it. You know, it's always going to feel like this process of evolution and, and learning and growing and just figuring out who I am. But I think it's as simple as asking yourself, you know, how does this one thing make you feel? Is this true to me? Is this true to who I wanna be? This was needed, like this fellowship, just that family, instant family connection. It was just like, I need that. If this situation has taught us anything, it's that we're in this together. Like the roots of the redwood tree, you know what the redwood tree does? When the wind blows against it, the roots band together under the ground. So when the wind blows against one, it blows against a million. It blows against the whole community. That. And that's what we need right now. After watching that video, I was amazed. Amazed yet again at the power of breath work. And I said, man, who is this Melanie Santos? Like, who is she? I gotta, 
I, I have to reach out to her. I've got to learn more about her. And so I did. I reached out. Hey Mel, thank you so much for taking the time to just talk with me. I really appreciate it. Your video really blessed me in so many ways I can't even express or explain. I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to get into the conversation. Mel, you talk a lot about wellness, especially being a wellpreneur. But I'm curious, at what point in your life did you realize that you weren't well? Well, to explain that, I kind of have to give you a synopsis of my life. Um, I had a very happy childhood, a great upbringing overall. Um, but when I was a teenager, my anger and my sadness started to feel a little bit uncontrollable, to say the least. Um, I would like get into an argument with my parents and I would, you know, lash out, you know, in a way that I couldn't control myself. And my parents were like, uh-uh, <laughs> you know, shut me down immediately, you know, tell me that my attitude was crazy. And I was acting like, you know, the white kids in the movies. For context, my parents are immigrants. My father's Dominican and my mom is Cuban. So to have, you know, their daughter that they, you know, they raised here in this country, you know, I'm a first um, generation Cubana, Dominicana, Americana, you know, with all the privileges in the world to like be acting out for whatever the reason, you know, the argument at hand was about was just like, no. Huh. Um, and for me, you know, as, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, living at home, you know, living in this new neighborhood, I should also mention that I grew up in Washington Heights, in New York City, which is, you know, urban. You know, I knew everybody there from the moment I was born up until when we mm -hmm. moved. So I was going to high school for the first time. It was, you know, predominantly white high school, which is dealing with a lot of change and a lot of silencing. Uh, so to always be to also be silenced at home was a lot. Wow. So I decided to go away for college. Didn't really go that far. Literally 35 minutes away. <laughs> Had to be close enough to do laundry at home. Um, and all of those feelings were kind of spiraling for me. Uh, I started to date seriously and, you know, relationships go wrong and go awry and, you know, you start to feel certain ways and, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old graduation. And I, and I didn't know that I was experiencing severe anxiety and I was experiencing um, depression. And it wasn't until, um, I think I was like 22, 23 years old. I was dating my now current husband. Mm -hmm. That story is another, that's, that's for another podcast episode. <laughs> um, and uh, we had broken up for like the fifth or sixth time or something crazy like that. And uh, my depression got so bad that I was having suicidal ideations. I completely like checked out from life and um, it, it just went, it got to a point where my mom had to bathe me, you know, she had to feed me or if not, you know, I would have died. And I think it was then that, you know, not only did they realize like, oh shit, you know, she has an actual problem. Like it wasn't just attitude all these years. It wasn't, you know, that she wanted to act up, you know, she has an issue she has a, a mental problem. And then I also re realized that, you know, that one appointment that I had when I was 18 years old, where I mentioned to my doctor, you know, that I was sad and they told me that I probably had depression was not a probably, you know, that was uh, a signal for me to see a professional. And I didn't because that conversation wasn't had in my house. And this is not to say to like blame my parents or any, you know, Caribbean parent parents or parents of color at all. It's just not a conversation that's that's had in those households, which kind of, you know, not kind of, but like fully fuels my job nowadays. Wow. 
it you you talked about so much like man like I, I felt I felt your story and I felt your heart and all of that um there was a piece where you mentioned like man like things really really hurt and it's not easy and it's not difficult and you had to walk us through what that moment was like and even being in the place where you felt like man I, I, I thought that that was the end I thought I was gonna give up like I thought that was that, that that was it if it had not been for mom like you know what I mean like taking care of you like that would have been the end like you know what was what was that dark moment really like for you did you really feel like you were by yourself like you like you had nobody did you really want to give up yeah it was extremely it was terrifying you know to say the least um now looking back it definitely wasn't my first bout with depression but that was definitely the most severe it had been up until that point um and i absolutely did not know how to deal with it you know didn't feel like answering texts and didn't feel like watching favorite shows or even eating at all or even showering uh-huh. like you know it's it 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 came to a point that you know i would even look at the mirror and not even know who I was, which sounds very cliche, but for someone who battles, you know, uh, mental health issues on a daily basis, you know, they would know um, how this feels. And even anybody who has, you know, had or felt a bout of depression in their life and they didn't, you know, have a formal diagnosis. You know, depression is a very severe disease mm-hmm. that can eat at you if it goes untreated. So, and now I see that day, you know, that the day that I like lock myself in the bathroom and like said I, I was done, I'm checking out. And um, that whole week that I, you know, I, I got fired from my job that week because I didn't show up. And it just told me so much. It just communicated so much to me about myself, about my family, about the world, um, about my employers and about employers and how they deal with, uh, you know, employees with mental health issues. Um and I continue to like hold it so closely in my heart, you know, and, it, and again, it just fuels um, my advocacy. I read this quote that said, grace means that all of your mistakes now serve a purpose instead of serving shame. I'm curious, what does it mean, Mel, to give yourself more grace? Before we get into it, I think... I definitely have to mention that it's not very often that people, you know, in general, men and women give themselves grace after having had a traumatic experience. You know, it's normal to to lash out. You know, we live in a very ego driven society. And by that, I mean that people are reaction driven versus being process driven. So when people experience pain or, you know, downfall of any kind, it prompts a very like rigid response. Like we act, you know, quickly um, and the person on the other side automatically becomes you know a hater a traitor and the entire relationship whether it was you know and we have to think of relationships as a spectrum I always say this to you know my clients and the people who are on the other end of even my content relationships are a spectrum it could be a lover a friend a family member even an employer a job like we are always in relation to something someone or some place um that relationship automatically becomes a waste, you know, after we go through something that causes us a lot of pain. I think that giving yourself grace in terms of relationships starts with knowing that every single relationship comes with highs and low highs and lows, high and low points, and some end. And some of those end in very, very painful ways without much closure. And I think that giving yourself grace is knowing that regardless of how long or how short or how good or how bad that relationship was, that it was brought together by, how, by a higher power, that 
it was an opportunity for us to evolve that you know giving yourself grace i think is that process that reminds us to take it slower you know is learning not to judge our actions or reactions or that of the other person and doing whatever you need to do to, to refuel I think that is important to know also that giving yourself grace does not mean do you boo boo screw everybody blah 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 I love myself you know hashtag self love like nah that's not yeah. that's not what it is you know I think it means knowing your part you know knowing your part in existence in the world you know what how you are in relation to everything else knowing that you are actively creating you know heaven or hell for yourself i think heaven or hell is a state of mind you're actively creating heaven or hell for yourself it's knowing that you know for that reason you need to pause to give yourself the space to breathe and you know deactivate that part of you that wants to separate you from that from that journey you know it's interesting mel i remember when i realized that i wasn't well i mean i talk openly and candidly about dealing with grief and dealing with heartbreak and even you know, relocating for work and being away from family and having to be on my own and be by myself and all of these different emotions, all these different experiences, you know. But the moment I realized I wasn't well was when I realized that I could still keep moving and be stuck in my mind. It was like the things that I experienced that had me locked down to a cage. And though I was roaming freely, I was trapped. That's why I always say never assume that loud is strong and quiet is weak because there are people who can still move and even though they're moving, they may be stuck in some areas. The truth is, you know, people can go to work every day, smile, you know, be present and still be depressed and still not be well. And I think what we need to do is we need to do a better job at creating spaces. You know, for me, therapy was that space. Yoga was that space. Taking that time to sit and meditate was that space for me. I had to create a space. And I think in the world that we live in, we don't do a good job at creating safe spaces for wellness, which is which is crazy because we create safe spaces for everything and everyone else. But for some reason, Mel, we're the last on the list. And I'm just curious, when it comes to wellness, how do we create a safe space? I think to create a safe space for yourself. And I'm talking about safe space in terms of life. Like your safe space, you can make, like I've known, even in my own experience, you can make your home your safe space. But what happens once you leave those doors? You know, how do you feel true to yourself? How do you feel safe enough to to be yourself? How do you feel safe enough to be vulnerable, to have a difficult conversation? Like it's not like it's not going to happen. Um, I think that, it's an, aware, it's an awareness builder. I think that creating a safe space for yourself means um, vibing with or, or, or being around or putting yourself and surrounding yourself around the things, people, places, and you know, products, services, resources that help you, that make you feel higher, that make you vibe higher. Um, I think the whole world is my safe space at this point. I mean, there are points where I don't feel safe. I would be lying if I didn't say that. 
um, that were true. I, you know, still battle with very, very severe generalized anxiety disorder. So I can be anxious for no reason at all. Um, but my safe space is just my awareness is knowing that I'm okay, that whatever I'm feeling is going to pass that. And if, and if it doesn't pass, I have the people, you know, the tools, again, the resources at hand to help me. Um, it's just knowing, you know, who you are. And if you don't yet know who you are, knowing who you want to be, knowing, you know, what vibration you want to vibrate on, what, you know, mm-hmm. things you want in your life and just doing all you can to yeah. to surround yourself with those things. Man, your energy is so infectious. Like I can feel just all the positivity, even when you speak. But I've got a question, Mel. When did you become passionate about wellness? wellness has always been a passion of mine i think it comes culturally um i've been blessed with the opportunity to advocate for it full time and and what i mean by that is um i'm really trying to dismantle the Mm -hmm. hashtag wellness culture um the 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 idea that wellness means diets and workouts and happiness and (laughs) you know all that frou-frou glittery on Instagram. And it's just, it's not. (laughs) Wellness means, you know, wellness to me is the journey. Wellness to me is, you know, the journey and the lack thereof and and finding the beauty in that and finding the reasons to to evolve, like I've been talking about. I think it's all about the evolution. It's all about um, learning to not judge and not react and and really being well because if if you're well for yourself that's great but like if you're really well and I hope I'm not jumping ahead but I feel like if you're really well you're well and the whole world can touch it the whole world can feel it we are all like creating a ripple in time and space and I feel like being being truly well means alignment it means you're in alignment with what you're doing, with you, what you're feeling, with whatever higher power you, you know, you uh, subscribe to or whatever higher power you um, uh, surrender to or pray to or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just like knowing who you are. <laughs> My tagline, everybody knows me for that is, you know, this is just like life is just a journey of remembering who you are. We've all come here with like a mission and a, a journey to go through. And, you know, every person that's put in our place, every experience, everything, even this pandemic, you know, we're, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic. And um, even this is just like, I feel like this is like reminding the entire world, like this is not, you know, how things are supposed to go. You know, there's, it's been like disaster after disaster after disaster. And like, if we compare that to a life, like a human life, sometimes I feel like we can go after, you know, we can go through disaster after disaster after disaster. And it's just, it feels like, oh my God, when is it going to end? Um, and in comparison to like what the world is going through, like we're having like forest fires and, you know, animals are going extinct and, you know, we have bad presidents <laughs> um and it's just thing after thing i think there i feel like the universe god buddha whatever you want to call the higher power again throws like a pebble at you and if you don't pay attention to you don't pay attention to that pebble a boulder comes through um it, and, and it's those like it's acknowledging that that awareness building that awareness that self-awareness and just like that that wellness aware awareness that creates and cultivates more wellness in in your life I've got one last question. How important is it for us to heal so that our children don't have to face the things that we face coming up behind us? Like, 
I've watched so many people, you know, who never got over the hurt, never got over the pain, and then they take that and they lash it out on their kids. And then their kids are carrying things that they're like, man, I didn't even I don't even know why I'm carrying this. How important is it for us to heal before we have children and even continue to heal while we have children? I think that it's hard because I said before healing is an ongoing journey so it's just like how the hell am I supposed to have kids if (laughs) you know kids without passing on any of my trauma um I do think that I think it comes down to awareness to be honest I'm not going to say that I've completely healed from all the things that I've been through in my life um I'm not going to say that I'm a completely perfect person that I'm a perfect parent that you know I do pretty well for myself (laughs) I do pretty well for myself all things considered um but I do think it comes with awareness I I, it's impossible to not lash out on your kids it's impossible to not you know have moments of breakdown where you do something you were like you know I shouldn't have done that or they're going through something that I have absolutely no idea how to deal with or they're going through something that I already went through and I already learned about like you may heal from a situation and your kid may go and you know deal with the same exact thing for whatever reason um but it's that awareness that's going to carry you through and that awareness that's going to carry them through as well um parenting is hard (laughs) it's hard to to say the absolute least um so I don't think that we should have to like I don't think it's possible to heal 100% before you know bringing life into the world and sometimes it happens without even planning it like my daughter was not planned (laughs) and I, I would never call it a mistake she is my reason um but I see why now like she's prompted even more healing in me um, and even more healing in my husband um, than we ever thought possible like I think back to you know the moment that I I, I found that I was pregnant and I'm like how what would life look like if she didn't if she didn't bless us with hers um, so I do think it's an ongoing journey kids kind of just add add to it and add to that you know need for awareness but I do think it's awareness that that separates um, the the journey of healing with the passing on of generational trauma well miss melanie santos thank you for sharing your wellness with us thank you for the opportunity listen if you like this show be sure to leave us a rating and a review because it allows for other healers to find us i'm q morgan until next time keep healing